Welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yes, the boys are back in town, Shelter Footy Cast. Uh, it is Thursday morning, welcome. And I tell you what, it's nice we record it this time because there's live breaking news as we go to air right now. Mark Reddings joins me. Hello, Skeeter. Hello, Scoey. Yes, uh, footy, and we say it never stops. Well, today, uh, another another big day, particularly for the Melbourne Football Club. And there's been an issue that's been in the news over the past uh, few days, particularly regarding Joel Smith. But breaking news with regards to the retirement of uh, Brayshaw. Angus, mm. and that's uh, really sad for, for him, of course, his family, uh, 28 years of age, all comes down to concussion and uh, medical advice which says for his best interest and his health moving forward that he should retire from the game. So I'm sure that's uh, real sobering um, news for, for, uh, for Hamish, but also Angus, the whole whole group of, of Brayshaws who are going to sit back today and think, well, um, footy's pretty short, but life... Health-wise, afterwards, even more important. Well, we saw on this uh, podcast uh, last year, Hamish Brayshaw was on the show and he was speaking about this specific incident with Braden Maynard. Now, the way it reads and looks, um, it, you know, it's it's a it's a, a, a stacked uh, list of concussions that Angus has copped across his career. This is the tipping point for him. Uh, but Hamish sat on this podcast and was very critical of that incident. I was with him on the day. I That's think right. you were away on that occasion. It was look. He he admits in hindsight there was a fair bit of emotion attached to to the way he approached that um, response to to the Maynard incident, and might have been obviously you would if it's your brother. But at the end of the day, that incident, in part, not saying in totality, in part, that incident has now resulted in the retirement of a footballer. Yeah, that's correct. So. I think there was a lot of people quite critical of Hamish's take on this, but if you rewind the tape and you look at what he had to say about this and it results in his brother retiring early from the game with multiple years left to run on a contract he signed, the AFL has changed the rule for an incident like this that people have been calling the Braden Maynard rule. I don't think you can say one word he said last year was incorrect. And at the time, people thought it was an overreaction. I think as we sit here today, Angus Brayshaw retires early from a career due to concussions, due to that incident. Uh, as the AFL changes the rule, I think Hamish Brayshaw on the shelter footy cast hit the nail on the head. What happened that day, Brandon Maynard should have been reported, uh, should have been suspended, and he probably should have missed the grand final. So that's some big words um, from me, and I, but that's that's Hamish's take at the start, you know, end of last year, and I think he was probably spot on. Um, 
We've got a few things to go through today, Skeeter, uh, as we look here. We're shot a footy cast live from our new Backchat studios here, the Southern River Band off the top there. They've just sold out a show in London, uh, Callum Tory? Boys. Yeah, they've London. Just- yeah, they've got a European tour coming up off the back of their success from the Shoulder Footy Cast uh, intro that we've been playing for the last couple of years. I'd say that's how they're selling those out. From Thornley, is it Thornley? That is correct. To the Thames. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> you should be working on their marketing campaign, Skeeter. That's oh, not bad for I'll you. travel anytime you want me to go to London. <laughs> you can be a band boy. <laughs> Is that, hopefully, that sounds a bit terrible. No, I think you, you know you can rig up the, the oh, speakers yeah, yeah. and you can yeah. make sure the microphones are working. Oh, just ours, make sure the, ours are rotating a little bit into Oh, they, yeah, I'm just, mine's a move. Mine's just sure what's happening, on man. the move. I might. Anyway. There was someone wanted to maybe have a little look at that. Yeah, Skeet's microphone keeps ending up in his it's chin. It's drooping. It's, it's, it, maybe it's been watching its, <laughs> its owner. In now, now Skeeter, big news next Thursday. Yes. Down in Bustleton. Will Schofield, me, Mark Reddings, you, live from Shelter Brewery. Can't wait. We are doing a live show. The Shelter Footy Cast will be live from Bustleton. The show kicks off at 8 p.m. Bit of a late start because from 7 p.m., it's beers on you. Beers are on the house from Skeeter. Come down, buy a ticket, show your ticket. Skeeter will buy your beer. Will I now? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. You happy with that? Yeah, well... Yeah, it's a, it's I've never been in that position of power. What do you buy people beers when you're out? Or? Yeah, I do, but like it's you know for strangers to come up and say, "Mate, let's go." Good. So make sure you get down to Shelter Brewing uh, down in Bustleton. Long weekend, uh, of course. Long weekend. weekend. It's exactly right. Skeeter will buy you beer from seven pm. Uh, big prizes this year on the show, Skeet. Uh, there'll be some prizes down there. We got slabs of beer to give away. We got merch to give away. We got back chat stuff. We got shelter stuff. So come down to that. But on this show, weekly during the year, we are giving away every away trip to West Coast Eagles. We have two tickets to the game plus two airfares every second week here on the Shelter Footycast. And given the price of airline tickets in 2024, that's, correct. that's worth. I've got to say, that's worth, what, a couple of grand? So one, uh, yeah, could be 10 grand. I don't know. I haven't done the sums yet, Sakita. But one lucky listener will be taking home a double pass. Uh, that's two airfares, return airfares, two tickets. Sort your own accommodation. Take a 10 over there if you like. Uh, to every away game for the West Coast Eagles this year. It's pretty big for this. That's brilliant. That's, uh, that's thanks to... Tassa. Just up Travel the road. Travel and Sports Australia. Travel and Sports Australia. Uh, Paul Ramsey and the team. Yes. Terrell, who actually runs the show. Yes, uh, correct. Ramage just fronts it. But that is great. Good to have them on board because they do these. They've been doing the, the uh, chartered flights for the West Coast Eagles for a couple of years yes. now. So you, you, the two tickets, I might add, you're on the plane with the team. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I should have said that. You're on the team plane. Yes. Sitting with the players. Live interactions. You can speak to the boys. Uh, I've been on those planes numerous times. It's always good to have a bit of a chat with people on there. So you'll be on the team with the players, flying with the team, see how they go about it, to the game. I don't know if we can offer much better here on the show. That's, a, that's a very good prize. And a weekly prize we're giving, is that right? Well, it's the away trip. So well, it's also a fortnightly prize. I'm just hunting a Frio prize as well. So stay tuned, Frio fans. There'll be something for you on every other second week as well. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shell Footy Cast. So Angus Brayshaw retires this morning. That's uh, you know I, I would say, uh, look, devastating is the wrong word, but uh, like it's really disappointing to see a player having to retire from a concussion. Uh, Brad Shepherd, Daniel Venables, two of my teammates in the same situation. Do you think we'll see more of that happening? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's just it, it's because the testing is becoming uh, far more thorough, and I think at the end of the day, players are more aware of 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 what their body 
could end up like in 20, 30, 40 years. So I have no doubts that the players, um, Collingwood defender in the grand final last year. Murphy. Murphy. Murphy uh, Nathan Murphy. Murphy. He's been ticked off to play this year. And your, that your response there sums up my response. That's, he's got a history as well. So I, I, think, I think, look, you and I are not head experts, right? Concussion experts. But from the eye, when you start to see guys, so McCartan last year, when you start to see guys completely knocked out and, and having head issues from, from not big hits. Innocuous. Yeah, from hits that don't look big. And that's having played the game and you've certainly been in physical sports as well. Any hit to the head is not a good thing, but you, you know the difference between a massive shirt front and someone's yep. copped a shoulder to the face and a, a glancing blow. When you start seeing these glancing blows fell these players, I, I would say from a non-expert point of view, that's that's a serious issue. Clearly, that's where Angus found it because Angus came back and started training with the team mm. only a few weeks ago. So, And they said last weekend he was unavailable to play against Richmond because of the flu. That may well be the case. But you, you have to surmise that he's gone through some training and still had either severe or yep. effects that he had to go back and refer to the doctor, which is, you know, it's brave from him as well because he's got a contract which I think, you know, would have been seven, eight 800000 whatever he's on. He's on decent money. Absolutely. And one of the real uh, key pillars at Melbourne who are going through some issues we'll talk about yep. shortly. But for him, with the assistance of doctors or through the direction of doctors to have to make this decision, there's an element of courage in it as well because he could say, no, I'm feeling fine, I'm it's good. His job. Yeah, it's his, it's his job. job. It's his livelihood. It's his life in yes. many respects outside of his family. Uh, it continues on with Melbourne, and that's an on-field issue, but off-field issues, Joel Smith uh, has been accused uh, of under the SIA, um, and which is which falls under WADA, it's a World Doping Code, uh, uh, not only of his um, positive test that he received uh, last year in 2023, but they've doubled down on this uh, over the weekend. Under the code, he's been charged with trafficking mm. uh, drugs and he's also been charged with uh, possessing illicit uh, drugs. And um, when it talks about illicit drugs, this is under the Performance Enhancing Drug Code. This isn't um, the illicit drug code that the AFL also sits under. So there's some technicalities that I think Maybe some people aren't understanding. There's two codes in the AFL. There's the WADA, which is the World Anti-Doping Code, that on match day, you cannot um, test positive to illicit drugs, cocaine, marijuana, all the rest of them. Um, you're, you're up for a four-year ban in that case, and that's what he's already been charged with. Under that same code, it sounds like they've taken his phone, gone through his phone, and you can be charged with trafficking. So under that code, trafficking is defined as selling, giving, transporting, sending, delivering, or distributing a prohibited substance uh, by an athlete to any third party. So he's not Pablo Escobar when you hear the word trafficking and no. shipping in um, crates of cocaine. Uh, this has been something that's been found on his phone, allegedly, and he's been bought under that interestingly that was from 12 months prior to his game day test so on the 9th September 2022 he's been charged with possession of cocaine on that date and trafficking around that time as well it's it's a massive that that's that's career ending if all those allegations come to pass the interesting one again going outside of our Travis Kelsey who's just arrived by the way in Sydney to, mm. to catch up with uh, Tay-Tay uh, this is not my area of expertise it doesn't know your role 
and shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And trust me, we'll get some more audio during the course of the year because oh, of, yeah. of him seeing Viva Las Vegas at the Super Bowl. But anyway, that's a different story. He may actually be dating Tay-Tay because of our coverage of his... Do you think that could be the case? Oh, who knows? We've given... We're, we're just going from... We've new offices, people to Melbourne for Mel Eagles trips. Uh, I was talking about the trafficking on a serious note. The question for my mind is, if that can be a charge laid by Sport Integrity or, or those officials, do police then become involved if it's a trafficking allegation? So there's that side of it. And in brief, I just want to say, because I know we've got to push on, but what I think is that whatever's happening here now at Melbourne gives total 100% vindication, and I said it um, a couple of days ago on radio, and yesterday on radio, to Glenn Bartlett's concerns going back a few years ago. Now, this could be an isolated incident. It well, could be. That were the words of Simon Goodwin, I believe. What's that? Isolated incident. Well, it could be an isolated incident. <clears> but by <throat> the same token, when Glenn Bartlett, your chairman, going back to a premiership year or just before that, had concerns about the behaviour of the coach, the players, and wanted that investigated, then he gets shuffled out the door in unceremonious circumstances. I think Glenn Bartlett now, not that he'd be happy with these findings or this charge, would sit back and say, well, this is the sort of behaviour that I, he was talking about. So, um, we've, yeah. we've got Western Australian listeners, clearly. Um, I was drafted at the end of 2006 to the West Coast Eagles. There was a... Um, massive investigation by the AFL into drug culture. I've said this, you know, I get asked about this all the time, where as a player, you know, did, did you see that drug culture? It's a big no from me. As a 17-year-old kid came into mm. that club. But what it did do was it shifted the focus from football to off the field. So West Coast Eagles 2006 win a premiership. Within four years, they won a wooden spoon, 2010. Uh, you look at this club here, the Melbourne Demons. Um, I'm not saying... Um, it's the same culture, but certainly there's parallels. There's been noise about Simon Goodwin, Clayton Oliver, their best player. Uh, there lots has of noise. Been lots of noise. Uh, this is not noise anymore, Joel Smith. He has been charged with uh, uh, cocaine in his system on game day and then trafficking in possession. Like there, there is more than noise at Melbourne. And I can tell you right now as a player, um, there was no drug culture that I ever saw, but what it did... The investigation, it turned that football club into a poor performing footy club. And I think um, staying out of the off-field off stuff, because we don't know what's going on there really, I, I think it's going to bode poorly for their performance on the field. I, you can't survive this sort of culture stuff that will get a lot of legs. Right now, the AFL and Melbourne Footy Club are saying they can't investigate it because it's an SIA problem, which is Sports Integrity Australia. They will cop. Uh, performance issues off the back of this. There's no doubt in my mind because I've experienced that. And you're talking about 2006. Now, uh, you know, time goes pretty quickly. That's almost, not quite, almost two decades ago. Yep. So you talk about uh, footy clubs learning and, and you know, a lot of criticism of the Eagles back then and rightfully so about trying to control the club which was spiralling in, in, in many people's eyes because of the behaviour of not the majority, I would suspect, but a... A portion of the the playing group, I think that's fair to say, yep. that that weren't certainly living the values that you know, most of us in society do. But we know it's a societal problem, the, well, the drug issue. Well, that's the point, Skeeter, the societal issue. I think anyone that's sitting there and thinking that every AFL club, there aren't blokes using drugs, I think we'd absolutely be kidding ourselves if we didn't think that was happening. Because uh, is it, Was it now, excuse me, was it Bob Murphy? Was it, who, someone came out and said that. Nick Raywalt. Nick, oh, I think, yeah. Well, Nick Raywalt. There have been others who've come out over the journey and said every club 
there'd be players. It was Nick Raywalt. Was it was it? his first day on SEN. Remember it distinctly. Okay. And, and he wanted to have a big shot at it. But I think he's right. Um, look, I, I think that's the way society is. And if you've got a cross, um, cross section of the community within a football club, you've got 17 to 35-year-olds that are high risk takers. That's what makes them good at football. I think you'd be kidding yourself to not think that it's an issue in the AFL. You're kidding yourself to not think it's a, an issue in society. Um, so this doesn't surprise me. I'll, no. I'll tell you that. Well, Gary Pert has publicly, as last October, said that Melbourne's culture is as good as any football club, and he's said in the 40 years that he's been involved. So well, it was a huge statement. Or be, and you know, I understand footy clubs trying to defend what they know, and at the time he may not have been across some of the behavioural issues. I don't know. Maybe he was well, trying to like sweep silly, it. That looks like a silly statement, doesn't it? In hindsight, it does, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And that so that means Glenn Bartlett, who absolutely got stitched by the Melbourne Football Club, mm. in my opinion, and came out with a lot of truths, and he got shuffled by the AFL. That did, you know, there, there was a lot of people that made life very hard for, for Glenn Bartlett when he was trying to, you know, honesty from the outside trying to clean the place up has anyone spoken to Glenn I'd like to hear from him oh I've spoken I've spoken to him numerous times no no I'd like to hear from him right now oh now I'd yes I'd love to have a chat well no him. and I've spoken to him over a beer but he's an old Trinity boy and obviously played for the Eagles um, going back in time and yes. he speaks openly and honestly about and look for what he went through personally and his partner Vicky I think it is uh, really damaged not only reputationally but also emotionally when you um accused or, or, or pushed out of a role you were trying to do to the best of your ability to in, improve a club. Now, Melbourne, going to 2024, I don't think you could pick a, a more destabilising period three weeks out from a season. I think there will be an element of galvanising. So I don't think... An element? I don't think they win the wooden spoon this year, right? So don't, don't take that word from me. But I think there'll be an element of galvanising within that football club, us against them. I think that... <clears throat> but how can it be us against the, them? I mean... The attitude was already like that, though. Well, it's it's because... Because, well, because it, you've been, a player's been charged. Yeah. How's that us against them? Absolutely, because... because Who's them? Everyone. The media, the public. It, 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 when you're in that situation, it feels like the world's against you. And I know that's not correct, but within that footy club, that's how those players will feel. That's how the playing group will feel. They'll say... Everyone else can get stuffed. Joel's one of ours. They're attacking him, whether he's right or wrong. Clayton's one of ours. He's right or wrong. He's one of ours. So I'm mean, good when they're attacking. You know, it, it feels like the world's coming in on you. And I've heard that's what they are like. Angus Brayshaw retires. Totally different issue. But that they will they will have a period where they probably overperform. But the crash is coming. Mm. Oh, I, I totally agree. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footy Cast. <laughs> So Melbourne dominated what's going on around the AFL. Uh, let's have a little look at the West Coast Eagles and the Frio Dockers. They're playing in a scratch match this weekend. A couple of legends calling it as well, Skeeter. Don't have They've big... called out the big guns. <laughs> oh, yeah. Obviously, I'll tell you why. Because I think Adam Papalia... Uh, he's got the wrestling. He's got the wrestling. Uh, all the other experts are probably just... I don't know. Pav's, Pav's on his, you know, on a private yacht somewhere. Doing something to the Travis Keys. Probably Tay-Tay's concert. No, no. We're, we're going to be at Mineral Resources Park. 5,000 people will be there. And I'm going to say... Generally, you know, you go to a footy game and think pre-season, but because of, obviously, Harley Reid, because of Fremantle and what we're looking forward to seeing from... I'm looking forward to it. People are starved of, of footy. Full uh, stop. I, I like That's it. why yesterday. I was watching Collingwood North Melbourne. It's a work day in Melbourne. It's 10am. Yeah. And there's about... There's the 
the banks are full of their, their was 20 facilities. Oh, mate, it was amazing crowd. So Sheasel had four, uh, 42 touches in that one. For North Ball? Yeah, Larky kick five. North Ball. You heard of North Ball? Please tell the, me about it. Well, you know, Baz Ball with the, the English cricket. It's been dubbed the way they played yesterday. I only saw glimpses. Just glimpses, free for all. Free for just all. keep attack. All out attack. Go attack, baby. I, I have been wondering what Clarko's going to do at North Melbourne because he's a great coach. We can't deny it. And he spent some time away from the footy club last year. So I don't think we got to see his plan. Yep. And I've been thinking with the list. He, he will know he doesn't have a good list. They don't have a good list. Good but young talent. They've got good, good young, young talent. talent. Yeah. But they don't have the depth. They don't have the star players yet. He, he's not going to just sit around for 12 months and twiddle his fingers. He'll be trying to win. Innovate. And it's like, how do you do it? So that's how they're doing it. Just rolling the dice. Let's go. That's what Collingwood does. Yeah. But they're very good at it. That's oh, why yeah. they win. Eagles, uh, Dockers, we're going to get our first real glimpse. We've seen some scratch matches between intra-club, but as a player, when you, when you see a different coloured jumper... It, you can go to another level. That they, they won't won't be a gear six right now. They're not a hundred percent. But you're above what you are in match sim. Like this is a different type of intensity, and they'll all be looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see how Harley Reid goes against a different side. I've seen him against his own teammates. He's good. He's very good skate. Uh, is he good enough to be on the back page every week, every day? Yeah, probably not. He <laughs> could actually be. <laughs> really? He could actually be. Mate, he's a, he's a very good player. I'm just trying to think. The hype for him, and we'll obviously get a chance to speak about it. I'll go back to Ben Cousins when he came into the system. Obviously, his dad, uh, Brian, very good player. But Ben had a had a fair bit yes. of hype surrounding him. Juddy. Uh, Chris Judd was the next in line. Uh, not a number one draft pick, but you know, in that, that uh, um, Hodge ball draft, you know, really supposed, you know, a gun with the, the dodgy shoulders, but yeah, clearly a superstar what in, about, in making. What about Fremantle side of things? And but, just quick, Nick Nat was the next one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I think this kid is just maybe because of social media and, and the coverage is, is next level. What's, what's, what, who's Freo's most hyped player of, of the last 20 years? Well, is it Luke, Luke Jackson's the number one draft? No, I, think, I think Pav, I'm just trying to think in order. Pav was yes. the, the big forward that came across and, uh, and, and I know. I know Fife turned himself into a player, but like he was, uh, yeah. he was a seventy kilo. He was rake. certainly d- d- didn't have the hype that no that is associated with what we're seeing with Reed. So you're right, Luke Jackson in more recent times, but he was an established player, sort of at Melbourne. Well, he probably should play, but That's he's been in the point. system. So yeah, it's. I think you're right. Fremantle probably doesn't have that history of the big names, but you know, end of the day, they've you know they've they've got their own journey they're taking, and it starts this morning with their season launch. That is exactly right. They are doing that right now. I think, look, I almost hate about what I'm about to say. I think West Coast have got massive injury issues. That, that, that Clay Hall, he's done his ankle. Jeremy McGovern. Will Clay Hall play in round one? <clears throat> probably not. Probably not. Well, I think he was in, in, in the cusp. Maybe he was on best on ground on two of them. Okay. So I, I think he was sort of the next midfielder in. Sure. He's not doing that anymore. He's four weeks out of the game. Jeremy McGovern, I don't believe he's playing for a couple of weeks. The club's saying that... He is a decision this weekend. I'll have egg on my face when he runs out there, no doubt, but I don't think he's playing. No. Uh, Harry Edwards has broken his finger. That can be troublesome. You can't handle balls. So he's the backup key defender. Had a really good preseason. Jermaine Jones looks likely this weekend, but uh, he's been injured. Uh, we know Tim Kelly was injured, had, had a hamstring. Playing now, but there was issues there. Jack Darling has had a few weeks off with a hammy. He looks okay to play uh, Adelaide again next weekend, but again, older player, hamstring. Elijah Hewitt, we've saw see him. Dom Sheed has just started running. Liam Ryan has just started running. Josh Rotham's been out with a groin. They've got that's a lot of injuries, Skeeter. Like, we're two weeks out from this round one. 
Round zero. Yeah, and maybe, look, we, we hear and we see the Eagles' injuries up close, but I mean, there are other clubs going through similar. Hawthorne, I think, would be in the same Hawthorne's bracket. very much in the same. Yeah, they're in a really tough spot. And I'm sure there are clubs that are probably maybe not that deep in a hole in injury-wise, but I think Eagles supporters are going, you know, what, what do we hope out of Saturday? Um, there's no probably injuries. No injuries. See, a bit of Harley Reid, but no injuries is probably the, the number one priority. And, yeah, look, I, yeah, I, I hope they sort it out by round zero. I'm just saying that's not the position you want your list in. No. We've heard Adam Simpson, quote unquote, say we've got more injuries this time uh, this year than we did last year. They think they're more durable. They, they think they've tried the physicality and the contact stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. The physicality and the contact stuff more this preseason, so they think they're more durable, but they know they're more injured, so they're hoping that they're able to bounce back quicker from those. Um, Gee, I'll tell you what, and I'm only looking forecasting ahead, but jumping on a plane, going to take on Port Adelaide, that a team that is a bit like Melbourne, fell short in the final. I just, yeah, you just hope, I'm hoping from an Eagles perspective that they don't cop an absolute pasting in round one. That, that's my fear against a team that uh, is uh, you know, obviously less preparation because they played finals. But yeah, I I've, just hope things don't get ugly early. Just to finish on Freeman, I think they've gone under the radar again this preseason. I said they make finals last year. I think I said they make top two. Um, I won't be doing any outlandish things like that, Skeeter. Can confirm to you before uh, the next show. Yep. I will have run naked around Optus Stadium. So Nick, by next Monday. That's correct. So, so I've got, I've made. It's a not going to be Saturday night. We know that. Uh, was that? Well, because uh, unless you want to do it in front of thirty thousand people at the wrestling, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that where it is? <laughs> Skeeter, I'm pretty sure. I can't confirm or deny if it'll be Saturday night. Well, okay. that'd be good, wouldn't it? Oh, a lot of. I've been doing a bit of work with the WWE, actually. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm making. Uh, you are actually, yeah, I, yeah. I might have uh, been the conduit for yes, that. Thank you, Skeeter. Uh, I think Freo have gone severely under the radar. We haven't seen many injuries. Heath Chapman springs to mind, um, disappointingly out with a the hamstring. They don't have... Brendan Cox, uh, yes. watch and act with him. Swikowski, I think, will be right for round one, good. which is good news. I, look, I, I'm, I'm getting more and more bullish, and I know it's only on the basis of one bloke, but if Luke Jackson playing forward... I, I just put their names on paper the other day. You know, Jackson... Um, Tracy, Amos, Amos, Tracy. That's and, a dangerous forward line. It's a big forward line, and uh, but Amos is very, very mobile, should I say? Yeah. So I think he's whereas Tracy um, and Jackson, obviously agile, free sight, just those small forwards. Schultz gone. Can Switkowski jump up? Can Cooper Simpson take a role? Um, you know, does Michael Fredericks become a fact, a real factor? So they've got the bones there. We are going to give a full West Coast and Fremantle preview. Live at Shelter, Bustleton Skater. So don't spend all your tickets, mate. Just keep some of those golden nuggets to yourself because you've got to get down to uh, Shelter uh, down in Busso uh, next Thursday. You can grab tickets uh, in our Instagram bio, Shelter Footycast on Instagram, or jump on the Shelter Brewing website. You can grab tickets there. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footycast. Skeeter, got a little bit of uh, previewing to do. So we're getting close to around zero, ground zero, as I like to say. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, preview. <laughs> He's laughing his own jokes, boys. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, did that just for you, Skeeter. We're going to preview eight uh, of the first teams, leaving out Freo, because we've got this saved for our big showdown yes. at Busso. Just want to go through the teams and have a little preview, a bit of a look at their season ahead. I'm gonna, we're going to keep it short, okay? Because sure. we're going to get through eight, okay? Understood? 
I'm going to give you biggest the biggest in, the biggest out from the preseason in terms of players. Uh, and I'm going to give you, we're going to go through strengths and weaknesses of each side. Adelaide, biggest in, Dan Curtin, would you believe, I think is their biggest in. I think he's got the potential to play round one. I think he can make an impact into that side. They didn't do a lot free agency. They lost Tom Duday. I think that's their biggest out. But he's coming off an ACL. So if you look at their list, they're pretty much the same team as they were last year. And they were on the up towards the back end, weren't they? Yeah, I'm bullish about them. And I think Isaac Rankin is a player that possibly from a small forward with a lot of tricks could even find himself more inside the centre square. I think they've got a completely stacked forward line. That's their strength. They're, they're a dangerous side. Taylor Walker will hold that together for a little bit. But Darcy Fogarty is the heir apparent there. Like the man he, with the tree trunk yeah, thighs. He will... He will I think he'll step up and take the mantle from a Tex Walker next uh, this year coming. Just quickly, Riley Thulthorpe. Every time I see him, I, I wonder why good he hasn't player. been... Nah, good player. He's a good player, but is he, he hasn't played as much as what I'd like to see. Anyway, he can be something really special. It's their weakness. I think probably their weakness is their, is their youth, and that's not... Sometimes a weakness, but I think they're inexperienced. They're you know they haven't won, they haven't played finals for a, a long time, decent time. That's the weakness. But you only break that by becoming better and playing finals, right? So I, I'm with you. I think they'll be a good side this year, not great, but they'll be improving. I think they'll move up from where they finished last year and very tough to beat at the Adelaide Oval. They finished. They finished outside the finals uh, because of that Sydney bullshit, right? Yeah, absolutely, and they yeah, they've lost some matches they should have won. They are, uh, I think, not a bullet. They are on the way up. Brisbane Lions, back of the grand final loss. Biggest in, Tom Duday. <laughs> Tom Duday comes in from Adelaide. Uh, biggest out, I think, Jack Gunston. I think he played in the grand final. He's going to go and play at Hawthorne, play a role, senior leader. I think that's a decent loss. I know that he didn't play all last year. He and Daniel Rich famously dropped themselves from the side halfway there. They <laughs> never got back. Well, well I, I think Jack did, but Richie's like, as I said at the time, mate. You'll miss out on a grand final. It's the he dumbest did. thing I've ever heard. Anyway, uh, Jack Gunston, their biggest out, I think. Can Brisbane uh, get that one percent better and win a grand final, or were they trying to get? Will they try to get ten percent better, twenty percent better, which I, which we did in twenty fifteen, and you, you fall off the tracks? No guarantees. That's the thing. But I think when you look at the side they've got and the advantage of playing in Brisbane, what the ten eleven times. You're pretty much, and a side that I think there is room for a little bit of improvement. I think they can. Ashcroft comes back into their mix probably mid season. Eight eight, eight rounds in, nine rounds in. Ten rounds in, yeah, absolutely. So, no, I I still see Brisbane being a contender, and they've shown they could play on grand final day. At the G, I've got uh, got high hopes, and Duday does give them. They looked a bit vulnerable at times down back. Harris Andrews, just magnificent. He was outstanding in the grand final. Absolutely. but I don't think Duday's arrival, he'd be saying, this is fantastic. Just another another player to take out a, a, a tall forward from the opposition. Pretty handy. Bit of a watch and act this year on Kitty Coleman. I think he could be an absolute superstar this year. He was their best player on the day in the grand final, biggest stage, MCG. Clubs will put a bit more work into him, though, that's, won't they? That's the caveat, isn't it? Yeah. Um, do they realise he's their ball user? He's their line breaker. Um, they know that that's him. I just think he could be anything, as could Cam Rayner. I think Cam Rayner, big year, more midfield time, more fitness. Um, what do we think is going to happen? Can they win the grand final? Yes. Will they? Don't know. Carlton, uh, let's go their biggest in. Oratio Fantasia. Wow. Did you know he's a Carlton? Yeah, I did. Oh, hang on. Yes, I do know. But I, oh, when I looked this I was, up, I didn't. <laughs> I, was que- I was actually questioning whether 
Arazio, who hasn't played, well, he's played. You played more footy in the last five years than, than he has. Yes. Um, whether someone like a Zach Williams is a bigger in skater in the sense of hey. coming back from outside the the playing group because I like of that injury. A lot. I like that a lot. I think Scott. he, if he's right to go, I think he can provide as much value as as Arazio just. On the pure vir- virtue of Archer, he's going to be injured for half the year. You know, it's not very often that I do this, but I think you might be right, Steve. You'll have one a show, aren't I? <laughs> Paddy Dow, biggest out. Look, Paddy's uh, high draft pick. He's uh, come to that football club. He's still not going to game. He's out the door again. So, uh, look, I, I don't know if that's a big out for them, to be honest. Uh, Sam Walsh, uh, he's going to be a big dictator. Well, he's missing success. the first, sorry. He's missing Correct. early preseason matches. Correct. He's had a few in... I mean, he's... No, he's been injured. He's been injured absolutely a lot in his short career. He absolutely has. He's missed a lot through but, injury. But their midfield, in a nutshell... That's their strength. Looks great. Looks terrific. Their um, their forward line, we know, well, given what the big boys can do, yeah. and if Harry Mackay can get his his goal-kicking technique sorted, uh, there, there's not too many weaknesses. No weaknesses. obviously out yeah. for the start of the season. That's that, their that, weakness, that hurts. I think. Their back line, yeah. but... If you win clearances and you win the midfield battle, then hopefully you can have a weaker backline and succeed. Like what they were able to do last year, they had midfielders that stepped up around Paddy Cripps. It's always been the Paddy Cripps show, but we saw a Walsh, we saw a Chera. Um, these sorts of guys are Hewitt um, from Sydney. That's a big addition, Hewitt, um, last couple of years. But yeah, I, I, I think they can really come up and about. If we say a player at a point, what's that? No, I was going to say the, the big issue for Carlton the weight of expectation, and that can that can stop trains. Harry Mackay, can he, I don't know, get back? Well, yeah, get back. He's a Coleman medalist. But last year, it was just, it was almost dropped. He was definitely injured. People saying he shouldn't be in the team because he couldn't kick for goal. He would have had a big preseason in front of the big sticks, I reckon. I reckon he spent... Do you want right. to spend more time in front, of the, in front of the goals or on the, on the couch chatting to a council to say, look... Had, a lot of it was mental. Yeah, but you build mental strength by practicing yeah, something. Pro- you know, probably right. Yeah. So I, I can only speak of you know players that were great in front of the goals, and that was a Jamie Cripps for mine and a Josh Kennedy. They would kick 100 set shots a training session. When I'm inside playing PlayStation, thinking about playing on my forward, <laughs> they were out the front kicking goals. Yeah. So from every angle, you don't you don't build mental resilience by thinking about it. To be honest, mate, like you you build it by doing it and. If you do it over and over enough, you figure out what you're doing wrong and you get it right. Like, that's how you do it. So what chance in round zero do we see Harry Mackay uh, 25 metres out directly in front? It's going to be on. Kick around his body. Yeah, correct. It's going to be pressures. It's going to be on straight away. Because him, him and Charlie Kerno are doing the same thing. So, um, look, I think Carlton overall, I think big expectation. Can they live up to it? There's certainly going to be pressure. Huge fan base. It's going to be great to watch. I think it's going to be great to watch to see if Carlton can actually... actually you know, meet those expectations. Cause Exciting. They Exciting, because they're a big club and they haven't been around the mark for a long time. Collingwood, biggest in. Lockie Schultz from over here in the West. He goes home to Victoria. I think that's a massive inclusion for them. Putting a good player, a good pressure player, into that system, I, I think he's going to have a massive year. I, like, I, I think it could kick 30, 40 goals. Like, on the end of that midfield, that back line, that, that he's a hard runner, he's hard to match up on. He puts extreme pressure. Like, he could just go off his head this year, Lockie Schultz, I reckon. Do you yeah. Agree? Oh, no. all the question, he talked about the, the expectation. Collingwood, there, there's no reason why they should dip, but yes. history shows premiers do dip for whatever reason. You've been to the top of the summit, the appetite is full, but their list still looks pretty sound to me. Uh, I don't see too many weaknesses. Biggest outs are Grundy and Adams, Adams to Sydney. Yeah, that, that, they're... 
you know, oh, sorry, Grundy was from Melbourne, so he wasn't from Ad- Adams. Adams is the one didn't make the grand finals. He will be at the hamstring. If he'd been fit, would he have played? I think so. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So oh, it's a strange one. I, 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 yeah, I agree. Adams is the big out for them. Um, but uh, they, what well, they played North yesterday without nine of their Premiership players. Uh, they, they, they do everything well at the moment. So does you, Nick Dacos win the Brownlow next year? Well, this year, yeah, he's, so, yeah. he's absolutely in the frame. I, I'm interested about their forward line. Seriously, yeah. who's their key forward? No Dan McStay. Yes. They're, they're, they're a small, sort of agile. Ash Johnson, does he step up? Yeah. They find ways, so there's no issues there. My check's been their so guy, reliable. really. Yeah. But, like, you know, so... Look, I, I, I don't know if that's an issue for them. No, I, no you're I, right. They, they find ways to get, you know, Bobby Hilda bob up on grand final Lockie day. Lockie Schultz will kick an absolute stack of goals this year. I yeah. have no doubt about it. It's going to be a great forward line to watch. Uh, Finlay McRae, probably their breakout breakout player this year to watch draft day brother of I believe okay. Western Bulldogs yes is that right Jack 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 McRae brother of and, uh, and, and Port Worth. they don't have no idea I'm pretty and sure it's worth uh, Hoyts uh, there's a, a doco that's going to be released uh, pretty soon Hoyt Cinemas uh, mm. putting this out I think it's called the F- Take the Steps so it's a Collingwood documentary of the final series last year now, I know you like me. You like watching docos of, of sporting stories. This is coming out. Uh, I think it's called Take the Steps. I stand corrected, but it's about Collingwood's finals campaign, which had a fair bit of drama attached to it, whether it was the, the, the Melbourne victory, the Maynard incident, uh, the tight win over the Giants. So uh, just if you love your footy, keep your eye out for that. I'll tell you one thing. We filmed all of 2018. I know the guys at the media team. We butchered that release. We had such good footage. <laughs> it should have been the best doco in the world made on that 2018 grand final. West Coast butchered it. There's an inside word for you. Has it gone? Is this one that's been put out a year or two ago? Yeah, but it was like they just butchered every element of it. Anyway, I'll I'll talk about that all day. Well, so hey, just quick, why did you, why did you film 2018 as opposed to say 27? And just in um, brief, so that that would have been. I, a- I think, mate, I I don't know, but like they they fully filmed it. They they were there every step of the way, mate. That would have been. It was released. There was a thing, yeah, I think but it was, was just, it done with UWA or Curtin? Yeah, I think so. I just, I just don't think they quite nailed the Captured putting the moment. out of it. Essendon, Skeeter. <laughs> uh, this is, these are guys that are trying oh. to be the big movers this year. Ben Mackay comes to the club. Big Jake man. Gresham, I think he's a good player as well. He comes to the club, so big ins. And they don't really have many outs, which is a good thing for them. Zerk Thatcher's on his way to Port Adelaide, but he was a sort of, you know. Toddy Goldstein comes across. Todd Goldstein, Looking he'll fill, fill a role uh, while big. Uh, Draper. Sammy Draper, Sam Draper, Sam Draper. So who was the um, tennis player? Someone Draper, Scott yeah, Draper. Scott or was Draper. he a golfer? No, he was. He, I think tennis player. Definitely played tennis. Yeah. I think one time I called Sam Scott to his face. That was good. Oh, yeah. He might have been on Fox Footy live on uh, TV. Uh, he'll be a stop fill for Sam Draper until he comes back. They won't play Todd Goldstein all year. No, no. I'm just thinking names you're putting out there, and of course Jake Stringer, who even the coach points to prove. Brad Scott has said, "Look, you know, you can't just." Flitted in and just wandering out of matches. He wants a bit. I'm not sure been doing that his entire career. I oh, know. Like, he change. feels like a player. Um, I've played with guys like this. That if you accept that that's what they are, he is not going to have four consistent quarters. He's no. not. Like I think we've proven that. But he's he might been, have fifteen minutes of brilliance. Correct. So just, I, I hope internally we don't see it externally. I hope internally they accept that they're just going to get an inconsistent performance from the package in Jake Stringer because. That's all you need. Mm. If he comes up, bobs up and kicks two or three goals in a quarter, job done. Mm. Like you don't need him to have thirty touches. You don't need him running through the midfield. He's not. He's clearly not fit enough. 
He's not consistent enough with how he prepares his body. Like I, that's, I, I don't think that's outrageous to say, but that's okay. Not everyone needs to be Matt Prudis. Not everyone needs to prepare yourself within an inch of your life. You're going to have different blokes on footy teams. I hope they're, again, use of a better word, I hope they love him at the club. I hope they get around him because he, he could be a huge package. In a good side. He, yeah, he, he just he adds that. And you're always worried about him if you're an opposition team. Hey, you, you could play him for 115 minutes and Do a five great minutes job. and then say you later if yeah. you had four goals kicked on you. <laughs> yeah. I reckon it's happened exactly to that player on me. <laughs> I've seen it real life. Uh, Essendon, uh, I, I don't know if they'll be good until they're good, mate. Matthew I, Lloyd, I think, said they're gonna, they'll are gonna they tear the walls down to the hangar if they don't play finals. Well, they're not... I don't. I don't think they're. I don't think they're playing finals. But I think they're one of five, six why clubs. They, that, why would they play finals? But, well, no, I think they're one of five or six clubs that could legitimately say, you know, if you win half your games, you're a chance to play finals, aren't okay. you? So, well, well, so you there's that, that about dynamics. eighteen teams. Well, possible. Well, there's probably fifteen. Well, if you win half your games, you're gonna, you're gonna win. Yeah, you're but I think Essen. So I think they it's, believe it's more, they it's more their impatience than waiting for so long for something to happen. I'm just going off to the Himalayas for the. For the, for the altitude camps, it's not going to get you victories. It's you, you need to rock up game day, play your role, have great culture, get around each other. I did hear a little from a little uh, mouse, and it wasn't the mouse. A little mouse who had been down at training with them. He said the biggest difference he'd noticed between a Collingwood training and an Essendon training wasn't the skill level, wasn't the attack on the ball, wasn't the voice. It was the enthusiasm of the teams when something good happened. At Collingwood, a defender did a spoil. Someone manned the mark properly. Someone gave a clean hands. They would People would come from everywhere to get around players, lay a good tackle, chase down, all that stuff. Essendon, nothing, apparently. Nothing. Good thing happened. Everyone's too tired to get around them. That's the biggest difference. And I can tell you firsthand again, that's what happens in good sides. You have the energy to get around your teammates. I don't know if Essendon can do that just yet. Okay. Geelong, uh, biggest in. Come on now, boys. Sean Manor. Who's, who? Sean Manor. Uh, I believe he's a draftee. It's not spelled anywhere near <laughs> anywhere near correctly. Uh, Asava Radigalia, biggest out. I yeah, reckon. clearly. Uh, he's off the road down to Port Adelaide. Uh, where's Geelong? Well, you had him winning back-to-back last year. Okay. Thanks, Skater. I, I, you know, okay. I'm almost prepared to say I'll do the naked lap of Optus if they win the flag this year. They, they're just not... Mate, they're, oh, no, say, I'm just saying... Say it properly. Not say almost. Say it. Say it. What? I will run naked around Optus Stadium if Geelong wins the flag this year. Fantastic. Someone get a team into Geelong <laughs> and just turn this side into their world beaters they once were. Jeez, that would be ripping it. Oh, look, I'm with you, mate. I'll do it with you. I'll <laughs> okay, do it with we'll, you. Yeah. Uh, I'll do it with you. Look, I, yeah. I think that's dangerous from both of us, though, because this is uh, a well-coached side. Yes. No, right? they've been a great side for a long time. They have a home ground advantage like no other. True. I think they'll have enough young players coming through that they won't be the worst side in the AFL. Do they have the quality to match it with a Collingwood, a Brisbane, those sorts of teams? Maybe not. I think they'll find their way to win close to half their games. Yeah, I think they're on the, one of those five or six teams that can easily play finals. I mean, you've got too much quality there. When you think you of yeah, you Tom Stewart, Patrick Dangerfield, Tom Hawkins, all right. albeit... Jeremy Cameron. Jeremy Cameron, albeit those types of guys... You, you don't really want them injured for no uh, if during you, portions if you came of the year. Into an elimination final in twenty twenty 
four. Nervous if you're playing them. And you're a backman and you're looking uh, down the barrel of Tyson Stengel. He plays that, doesn't he? He he was all Australian two years ago. Yeah. Tom Hawkins, Jeremy Cameron. I don't reckon you're that comfortable coming into that Max Holmes is a good young player. Yeah, correct. So, look, I don't think they're that bad. No, no. I I, I half said that in jest, but I just don't think they have got... (laughs) You said it in jest, but you'll be running naked around office (laughs) with the flag, mate. Don't I'll have it. to wear that. Okay. I have to go and get a wax or two. Yeah. So, <laughs> that'll be even better footage. See, it's scared of getting a wax. Gold Coast. This is the team that everyone's got their eyes on this year. I think they've got their new coach. They've got the core group of young talent that they've continued to try to build over the last 20 years. But it feels like they have something there. They have a good Max King in front of the footy. They have a good midfield, took Miller and Co. In, in the guts. They have a good backline led by Sad Collins. They have a team. They have a coach. They have a little bit of hype. I, I, I think they could be half decent this year. Oh, let's hope so. And you, I'm not sure who you've got as the biggest in, but I, I suspect in many ways it is the coach, Damien Hardwick. Mubby or Chall out the door. I think that's the biggest out. The biggest in was through their academy pick at pick three, Jed Walter. Apparently, he's a very good player. Super player, yeah. But you mentioned Mubby or Chol. Interesting, I think he was at Richmond when Mandimmer was at the Tigers and didn't last there. He shuffled him off to the Gold Coast. He gets the, as soon as, oh, I knew he pulled the trigger. As soon there. as Har- Harwick gets appointed, Marby must have Chol. gone, okay, well, I'm he's on the phone. <laughs> he's manager. I'm gone. Yeah. I'm reading the play. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think they'll play finals this year. I think wow. they can play finals this year, yeah. Okay, you've got them in your eight. But that's... that's It's in that group, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if they are in my eight. Have you done your eight? Have you no, done it? No, no, I don't we, we will do that on the footy car. I think we leave ourselves as much time as possible and get as much information as possible because I think with the way you're looking at me and then nodding your head, you have as much of idea as me. No, none. none. <laughs> Zero. You reckon I spent time over summer doing a top eight? I mean, seriously. What did you spend time doing? Not not doing that. In I mean, a I'm, good paddock. In a good paddock. Seriously. You know, we love our footy, but, you know, once September 28 kicks in or whatever day, yeah. the grand final, I clock off for about six months. You know that. <laughs> Mentally, physically, the lot. <laughs> All right, I've got one more team to get through. GWS, an outstanding love side. Them. Look, I don't know. People people probably haven't forgotten, but they're a kick away and they're seven minutes of in, incredible defensive footy by Collingwood of playing in the grand final and Collingwood don't win their flag. Like, GWS... I don't think it's outrageous to say they should have won that prelim. They should have won that prelim. Toby Green had a snap with not long left. He would kick eight times out of ten, mm. and he didn't score. Uh, where scores would have been level. Fell short, didn't it? The yeah, kick. scores would have been level. So, look, I, I think uh, this side's right there. They're right where they need to be. Um, can they, this group, with some ageing stars like... Callum Ward with, and Phil, Callum Ward, Kelly... Like Toby Green isn't getting younger, but he's certainly he's he's top five players in the league right now. But they they've got that group, that band of players, Jesse Hogan, that are high high quality players. But they won't be there forever, so they're right in the window right now. Absolutely, and what we saw in that uh, final against St Kilda, I think we called the game on radio together, six PR. That you, the the, the white we talk about the tsunami, the the orange tsunami. They were just the runners able to move the ball back into this year. They were the, I mean, Collingwood, terrific to watch, best team of the year. They were so exciting to watch. Yep. And Adam Kingsley, that's a hard part, isn't it? You make a premium final in your first year as senior coach mm. and they perform so well leading into a premium final. Can they um, can they renew what they had last year and bring it to the table in 2024? We hope so because we love the song, we love 
watching them play, and yeah, they, they're, they're a good side to, to view. Uh, Phoenix Gothard, their biggest in. Matt Flynn out the door to West Coast, I think probably biggest out, but they have coverage there, big Briggsy, uh, or is it Bigsy? Uh, he's in the ruck for them. I think Tom Green's in for a massive year. Yeah, and to be honest with you, Carl Langland said to me a couple of years ago, he said, this guy will win a Brownlow. Right. And I've kept an eye on him since. His ability, his bullish bull stature, mate, he... He is an absolute beast around the footy. Some of the matches we called together, you watched him go about it and you thought, he's he's unmatchable almost in the midfield in his physical presence. Um, just to finish off here, and we're going to move because I think someone's recording in here very shortly. I don't know if people are thinking or considering the fact that what happens in AFL land is the Premier's game style gets copied, right? So Collingwood's style of play, they're running gun off halfback. Their contested ball and then, you know, small ball in the forward line. That will get copied. Teams will try to do that. It happens every year. But what also happens is teams watch them that much that they they train how to stop them. Mm. So that the style of play that GWS plays, that Collingwood plays, that Brisbane plays, uh, that other teams are trying to play, they will have had another preseason of seeing that. And, and at some stage, this style of play will get stopped. That the, the run, gun, tsunami stuff, that will get stopped. So I was involved in a team at West Coast. Phil Walsh came whenever he was there, and we developed the press, and it was... Was it the West Coast web? No, that was that was later on. Walshy developed the press, and it was, at all costs, press the player with the ball and press people who could get the footy, and it was, leave your man, do whatever you had to do to put pressure on that, and it stopped this style of play. I don't think we've heard too much chat. That will get stopped. Collingwood will get stopped. They so, won't win the next 10 grand finals playing the no, way they No, of course not. And so you reckon a return perhaps to a little bit of what you were talking about? It will, 100%. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the chip mark stuff with the pressing defense, win the footy back. At the moment, everyone wants to go quick. There will be a time where it slows down. Don't know when it's going to happen, but that's my thoughts of the day. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footy Cast. No, no, no. I wanted a sting. Thank you very much, Nick. Give me a sting, please. Cut that off. Turn that off. Sting me. Now, Skeeter, a couple of final um, reminders before we get out the door. Make sure you're following us on Shelter Footycast. Uh, you can jump on to shelterbrewing.com.au to get your tickets for the Thursday live show, Skeet. Yes. Uh, I would like some more uh, listener interaction. We had a great question come in around the Melbourne Demons culture. Uh, so thank you very much for that one. And I think we covered that off the top of the show. So if you want to send in some of your questions, you can either hit us up at Shelter Footycast or send an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Tell your friends. We've got big prizes this year. Skeeter, we're getting close to the end of the show. Yeah, we are. And you're talking, you got to remind me when you said teams going quickly and teams slowing the game down, we've entered the slowing the game. We are slow. We have, we've pulled it right back. We're slow. Let others go quick. We're just going to take our time and roll through life. (laughs) 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.